Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this studio production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories to entertain ourselves and to entertain you, the audience at home. And we use role playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming, because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This is the first act of one of our studio productions, where we experiment with new formats, new role-playing games, and new genres of story. You don't have to be caught up on anything else we've produced to jump into this production, though, as I'll explain in a minute, it is a sequel to an earlier story. But even when they tie together like this, we try to make sure each of our productions tells a complete story. So if you enjoy this one and you want to try something else we've done, just find any episode with Act 1 in the title and you'll be able to jump in there. For now though, please take your seats in the studio for tonight's production of Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall, Act 1 of 2. I'm joined uh, by uh, Strat. Hello. By Ellie. Hello. By Vicky. Hello. And by Helen. Hello. Uh, and we are all uh, remotely recording over Zoom for this particular recording. Eagle-eared uh, listeners, uh, audience members might notice that what we've got here in the cast is a codename Mosaic reunion. So nice to see you all again, guys. Back in the game. Codename Mosaic being our uh, season five uh, back in the Blackshaw days when we were all playing ourselves, which we thought we would revisit uh, as a studio production, uh, but in a slightly different format this time. Um, So rather than playing a Powered by the Apocalypse type role-playing game, we are instead playing a game called Mission Accomplished by Jeff Stormer which is a written as a, a super spy satire of office meetings. I think it's probably fair to assume that a lot of us have been doing a lot of office meetings over Zoom recently. <laughs> Why? Why would, we do it? Why would we have to do it remotely, Matt? <laughs> uh, so we thought we would take Mission Accomplished, which is all about office meetings, and give it the extra twist of doing it over Zoom and satirizing not just general office meetings, but specifically Zoom office meetings. <laughs> Without saying anything that could get any of us sacked, is there <laughs> anything that particularly frustrates us about office Zoom meetings? Uh, people not knowing how to use the mute button. Yep. We've had people in, in meetings having conversations with partners or dogs or children uh, while the call is happening, and we can just hear what they're saying, which is weird. Anyone taking the laptop to the bathroom? Oh, Jesus. Not while I've been on the call with them. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty extreme. Yeah, not using the mute button is like a cardinal sin of Zoom meetings. But one of my pet hates is when um, people just have the uh, camera position so that you can just like see the top of their head or yes. their left shoulder or something. And I'm just like, you can see yourself on the screen. <laughs> yeah. But put it in the right place. <laughs> if you're going to use the camera badly, just turn it off. Exactly. Yeah, we have a we have a cameras on policy at work uh, because we do so much. We did so much remotely before we even had a pandemic situation. Um, and it's the only way to see your colleagues in person, as it were. Um, but so, yeah, we, our team's pretty good at it. But we when I take meetings with some other people, sometimes it's just like, why am I looking at your forehead? <laughs> but for me, it, my experience has been that it is, it's 100 percent men over 50. <laughs> And it's always either a, a, a weird down angle on the top of their head or like their ear or a weird up angle. Oh, yes. No one wants that. You think it's that's because they've been using the camera to check for ball Balls patches spots. or <laughs> ear hair? <laughs> yeah. I find it's, it's usually it's either technical incompetence or it's somebody wanting to show off the fact that they have like a three monitor set up and they're like, oh, sorry, I have to, I have to turn to look at my <laughs> oh, other monitor God. in order to look at you face off. Yeah, I can confirm that in my case, it's been 100% incompetence. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a a sequel to Codename Mosaic. So just a quick recap for anybody who who hasn't uh, enjoyed that season. Um, The salient facts (laughs) are that in it, 
I mean, hasn't experienced the season. <laughs> this is a recap for the people who listened. <laughs> I mean, I imagine the people that listened and hated it, A, will have stopped listening and B, won't be listening to this. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so if they've tuned in, if they've tuned in, having hated that season, then I mean, it, whoever you are, fair play to you for coming back. <laughs> what a punishment! Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't enjoy the high octane spy uh, thriller, but I'm down for bad business meetings. <laughs> That's what it was missing. Hey, I'm always up for more admin in the shows. So. <laughs> So uh, what happened in that season uh, briefly was that uh, you went on a mission uh, against uh, Dr. Danielle Caulfield, codenamed Mosaic uh, by the service, the security service that you all work for, who was uh, brainwashing agents from various different uh, spy agencies around the world, turning them against their colleagues for some nefarious purpose that you never discovered because uh, Agent Foxglove, who is not on this particular mission, uh, splattered her with a helicopter. Whoops. On purpose. Oh, yeah. Yes. You had all been ordered not to. He had not. Yeah. (laughs) It was a baller move. Yeah, I respected it at the time and I still do. Agent Banks, uh, played by Helen, uh, is only in that season as a cameo at the very end, uh, but still plays a very important role. Yeah. Exfiltrating <laughs> uh, Agent Tank Top, played by Strat, uh, from a very dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, rescuing him from almost certain death. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You were so broken by that point. I was so broken. <laughs> we, we had such a rough time. We really did. It started going downhill when you got attacked and your like shoulder somehow mangled by a restrained prisoner when we were questioning Gossamer right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then it just went that. downhill for Strat from there. Really. Yeah, your injuries just kept on piling up from that point. Down being the operative word. <laughs> Correct, yes. Mm. <laughs> so the I concept... Oh, here we go. There's a good example of what's annoying about these things, yeah. Uh, So the concept of Mission Accomplished as a game is that you have all just been on a successful spy mission, and the game is the debrief. So the mission that you've all just been on concerned Mosaic again, despite her death. She apparently has created a digital ghost of herself, backed up on a supercomputer aboard a fortress hovercraft and they were going to release her into the internet using an undersea uh, high-speed fiber optic data cable the concept of mission impossible uh, mission mission impossible the concept (laughs) of mission accomplished is that you did the mission so the things that we know at the very start are you four all survived at last (laughs) (laughs) and you did complete the primary mission objective which for this mission was to deliver the digital ghost of mosaic dr danielle caulfield to the service so we know at the beginning that you you all survived and you did complete that objective you all have a mission dossier which has a bunch of other details of the mission which are not set in stone at this point. We don't know how you interacted with the key players of the mission. We don't know how the key assets of the mission fit, uh, figured into it. Uh, we don't know whether you achieved any of the secondary objectives, and so on and so on. So we're going to do a debrief of that mission. And throughout that, uh, I, in character as your spy handler, I'm going to be handing out commendations for praiseworthy behavior. I will also be handing out citations for uh, less praiseworthy behavior that goes against the values of the service. Those are bad for you. And if at any point there is a complete breakdown in the meeting, if none of you can agree on a single version of events, or if the meeting descends into a shouting match, I can also uh, give an anarchy citation, which is bad for all of you. It's like detention for the whole class. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't want that to happen. No. So you are very much encouraged to try to get praise for yourself and to cast blame on other people while also trying to like not let the meeting descend into anarchy. Perfect. Okay. Makes sense? Any questions? Sounds really easy. Not at all complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might be getting the impression already that this game is not exactly designed to be fair. <laughs> 
No, it, it, sure. it doesn't. It sounds like a shit slinging match. <laughs> yeah, and unlike a lot of the games we've played, it is semi-competitive. So there is actually a winner and a loser to this game. Uh, the idea is while you did complete the primary objective of the mission, uh, there were irregularities and there were complications. And so while somebody is going to get the credit for the mission going well or for the mission being completed and going to get the promotion and the corner office and the company black budget credit card, somebody is going to have to take the blame for all the stuff that went wrong and get like uh, sedated and their records wiped and dumped out of a van in the middle of a roundabout in Basingstoke. Oh, oh, that's bad. Yeah, basically, so it has the worst roundabouts. Yeah, so you <laughs> want to be the, the promoted person and you do not want to be the basic stock roundabout person. Okay. Is there a real-life prize and punishment? <laughs> I hope not. I have not arranged one. Disappointing, Matt. Disappointing. That I don't believe you. I don't believe you. There was... There was <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't arranged one. <laughs> At the end of this, one of us, ropes are going to come down the side of the window. Two heavily armed people are going to kick in the windows and we're never going to be seen again. I have a very strong feeling that that might be me, so... <laughs> Based on my previous record. They're going to come through the skylight of your kitchen behind yeah. you from where we can see. That is genuinely possible. I, I thought it would be something slightly less violent, like um, the winner and loser each re- receive a package in the post and one is a really nice thing and one is a really terrible thing. I mean, the terrible thing is a poo in a box, right? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking glitter, but yeah. If, if, somebody, <laughs> if somebody that reports to you and your company did badly in a meeting, is that what you would do? <laughs> For the purposes of legality, no, that is not what I would do. <laughs> no, she'd put it on a doorstep, set it on fire and run away. <laughs> Deniability. It's too American, I wouldn't do that. It's very American, isn't it? Yeah. Any questions before we go into character and go into the game? <clears throat> no, I'll be sensible now. To a certain extent. I mean, I won't. Right. Uh, do do we do we have everybody? Uh, is um, is pigeon frozen or, or just sitting very still? Very still, just practicing. Ah, very good. Uh, maybe maybe. Uh, sorry, I'm not very used to uh, this this software. Perhaps if we could all just move our heads a little bit, just so that I can tell that nobody's frozen. Yes, very good. Uh, for the benefit of the recording and our impartial observers, uh, this is the official mission debrief for Operation Codename Ghost Recall. Debrief chaired by myself, agent codename Cassette. Four field agents assigned to the mission also present. Uh, please sound off for the record in alphabetical order of codename. Agent Anvil present. Agent Banks present. Agent Pigeon present. Agent Tanktop present. Very good. Uh, thank you, agents, for dialing into the service's secure teleconferencing platform. I trust all of your safe houses are, are satisfactory. Uh, absolutely yeah i, I have mean, some um fridge issues i was gonna say i bet pigeon's got an issue with the fridge <sighs> classic yep perhaps you can uh put in a, a, a complaint to requisitions well uh as you know i have done that several times already um since i'm no longer allowed to include fridge issues in official field reports and it's um it's just not working is it it's not very satisfactory so unless i can find a better route to officially complain about these things i will be making my own routes to complain uh, i'm not sure that that's exactly on the agenda for but perhaps save that for any other business pigeon okie doke so uh, as per uh, service protocol, we, we of course, uh, begin all official service meetings uh, with a recap of the, uh, the seven habits of highly effective service black ops agents. So uh, if we can take them uh, in order uh, clockwise from the top left. But we don't know who's on your uh, top yeah. left. Oh, so. is, it, is it not the same for everybody? It could be different for everybody. More a column for me because I've minimize you so i can see the mission dossier oh that 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 doesn't see uh, yeah i mean i'm on i'm on speaker view so well uh, tank top you you start oh god uh, yes sir uh, of course uh, number one uh, commitment to excellence uh, i believe it goes something along the lines of uh, every agent has a responsibility to their manager, their organization, and the world at large to deliver their best work at a consistent level year-round. Uh, very good. Uh, Pigeon? 
Uh, oh, God, it's one of the boring ones, isn't it? Um, efficiency. So the service carefully budgets each mission down to the second to ensure minimal casualties and collateral damage. Avoid unnecessary tangents, side quests, subplots, and personal vendettas. Nothing boring about the values that bind us all together in the service pigeon. Says you, Cassette. <laughs> Banks. Team spirit. We're all in this together. Stick together, look out for one another, and keep your fellow agents informed at all times. Avoid selfish actions, petty grudges, impulsive decisions, and lone wolf tactics. And Anvil? Personal development. The service wants to see you become your best self. YOLO, be willing to seize opportunity, own your achievements, reach for the brass ring. Lean in, <laughs> grab the ball by the horns, carpe diem. I've always said we should probably rephrase that one. Yeah, I think so. Yes, I, I, I believe the, uh, the, the typing, the, the, the marketing pool, the copywriting pool is, uh, is hard at work on constantly, constantly refreshing our wording to, so it can be the best it can possibly be. I feel like the original wording there is just Brenda having a laugh, isn't it? Uh, the fifth of the seven habits, of course, is respect for authority. Uh, summit and the service have your best interests in mind so do cooperate with them above all else as the representative of the service uh, i may deliver in additional infractionable offenses during this debriefing session uh, and my decisions are to be respected uh, and continuing in the same order uh infantry management uh inventory management not infantry management of course um Agents are assigned a standard issue survival kit upon mission deployment. They are. Thank you very much for that. Came doing useful. Uh, unregistered contraband, whether brought on the mission or taken back from the mission, puts your fellow agents at risk. Who, who was next? I've lost track. Um, I think it was Pigeon. Oh, right. Sorry. I was just trying to think of a good quip for that one, but I didn't have one. Um, fiscal responsibility. Proper mission budgeting is a huge part of what makes the service so very effective. Be sure to file all expected expenses with accounting before deployment and avoid unnecessary spending, unapproved purchases, damaging expensive equipment and unplanned costs. Cool, that was an exciting one, wasn't it? Of course, we're all very familiar with the seven habits of highly effective service black ops agents. Uh, we, we it's live, always lovely to hear them again. We, we live these values on every day, whether we're in the field or in the office but it's always good to recap them at the start of a, one of these debriefs uh, so that we can all be on the same page about what it exactly is that we're uh, getting at. Uh, so this is, of course, the official debrief for uh, Operation Codename Ghost Recall. The goal of this meeting is to understand the events of that mission as you understand that they happened and as our systems have recorded. And I want you to. I want you all to know that I'm. I'm on your side in this meeting. I, I may be asking some tough questions, but really, I'm. I'm only anticipating the questions that Summit is going to ask me in our debrief later. So you can be absolutely open in this meeting in the knowledge that I am. I am on your your side. So um, if we can go around, uh, we we all know the uh, the basic mission parameters, uh, and we all know that uh, the mission was, in terms of its primary objective, a success. A full success, yeah. A full I mean, success. I mean, we, we smashed it. I would like to go round, uh, round the meeting, uh, round the participants, and if each of you can uh, just let me know one of the major complications from your point of view. Uh, there is no no naming names at this point. We will sort out responsibility for these complications at a at a later time on the agenda. But I would just like to know from your points of view the uh, the major things uh, that. Uh, were complicated that went wrong uh, that uh, were deleterious and to the uh, success of the mission uh, during its execution if we can go uh, in order of seniority sure well um well hang on what kind of seniority are you talking about are you talking about your official ranks or who's the best person do you not understand where you all sit in the service hierarchy well i mean i used to be like higher up but obviously we've come you know we were brought back in for this one so i'm not quite sure if i retained i mean does my service history roll over you know in terms of my employment uh history with the service i'm not sure because I, I, I had to come back and start again that doesn't seem 
quite that, right. That's that seems logical. Yes, yes, that that chimes with the with my records. So uh, Anvil and Banks, of course, you are lower down the the rank. Uh, shall we start start with Pigeon? Uh, what was the biggest complication from your point of view? And uh, allow me to to remind you. Uh, that uh, when when giving these complications, I would like you all to bear in mind the services value of efficiency. Uh, and imagine that you are writing this complication down on something like an index card, uh, if that gives you an idea of the sort of length we're looking at. I mean, the main problem that is, to be frank, still affecting me is that someone dropped my phone in the sea. Oh, that is a serious breach of, of service data security, certainly, if that were to fall into the wrong hands. Oh, and also water damage. Also, yes, of course. Uh, but I just want it on the record that I didn't drop it in. Someone else did. Anvil, from your point of view. Uh, well, it would have been a bit more straightforward if we hadn't had the completely incorrect schematics for the basilisk, which at the time of the mission led me to believe that those had been planted by a mole. Incorrect schematics. Uh, failure of mission prep potentially very serious banks i believe you outranked tank top before you both uh, left the service uh, so you're next well um somebody appeared to get um overly familiar with um with that fighter hippo which um if nothing else it wasted time and emotional energy when we were in the middle of the mission Understood. And we'll, uh, we'll get to the details of the hippo later and of the fraternization, of course. Uh, and uh, tank top. Yes, well, I, I suppose, um, uh, th- though uh, Helix was in, indeed uh, neutralized, it did take place in, in rather a drawn out, like hand to hand battle on top of the basilisk. I, I'm just saying it could have been handled a lot quicker. Uh, I, I believe there was the whole like throwing the guns away, which I also think, uh, you know, isn't particularly respectful of service uh, infantry. Uh, and I think we could have probably come in uh, in a much uh, more efficient time had, had had that been dealt with a little bit more professionally. Shall we and say. maybe, you know, someone could have helped me by sniping me and shooting me in the back. Yeah, who uh, knows? I, I believe we're debriefing this mission, not, not previous. Yes, Anvil, uh, previous missions are out of scope of this meeting. And, uh, of course, as our own satellite records uh, and ISP uh, deep dives show, uh, one of the copies of uh, Mosaic's digital ghost uh, was, in fact, released into the, uh, the internet via the undersea data cable. Not a breach of the primary objective of the mission, but certainly a complication that is going to lead to future problems for the service and potentially the world so uh, we, we shall work out the responsibility for that also next on the agenda for the record and for our for our impartial observers uh, some more details of each of your roles in the mission please so if we could state code names what your role on the mission was were you the pilot were you the weapons expert were you the demolitions expert the technical expert and so on uh, your key role in the mission your main contribution to the success of the mission, the completion of the primary objective. And because these meetings don't have to be a total drag, uh, let's have a fun fact about each of you as well. In uh, reverse order to last time, so Tank Top, you first. Uh, certainly. Well, I'm, I, uh, my, my uh, primary role was, uh, of course, to uh, infiltrate uh, deep into the uh, basilisk and implant the uh, necessary just, just just infiltration specialist will do for oh, now. oh yes 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 as yeah i was i was that um and then your your major contribution to success i think well, my major contribution uh, absolutely i was trying to you know be as efficient as possible and just go one one run from the other you see um so it was to to infiltrate into the basilisk and uh, implant the malware uh, needed to power down uh, the various subroutines of the uh, basilisk so uh, that we could retrieve uh, the data disks and uh, assist in scuttling. That, that was also like a double thing to assist in scuttling 
the basilisk as well if the uh, opportunity presented itself, which of, of course it did. Uh, and a uh, fun fact uh, about me, um, this uh, it was, was actually uh, my centenary. This was my 100th successful infiltration. It's kind of short. Long. I didn't think I was going to get there after obviously taking that little bit of... Uh, uh, leave there, but uh, it was good to come back and really, you know, drive that one home. Well, I'm so I'm so glad I helped you have the opportunity. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. Like uh, all credits, all credit to uh, to Banks as well. Though. Yeah, the, the service thanks you for your service uh, and uh, for that contribution to the mission, uh, infiltrating and inserting the malware, uh, contributing to potentially scuttling the uh, the basilisk. Uh, I will award you a commendation. I, yep. I am empowered to award commendations on behalf of Summit. Please all note uh, all commendations and citations that you are issued in the course of this debrief. Thank you, Tank Top uh, Banks. So um, my primary role was the pilot that's above the water and, you know, everything. Um, and every, I got everybody successfully back home. You, I mean, you know, my, you know my history with this. I'm, I'm one to go to or to hope will turn up and save you. Well, for, for rescuing your fellow agents, uh, I am empowered to award you a commendation. Thank you very much. Can you share with us a fun fact? Uh, well, um, I have started collecting glass frogs. Oh, very interesting. That's so niche and, and interesting. Thank you. Uh, next, uh, Anvil. So my role is weapons and combat specialist. As always. Yeah. My main role in the mission was to essentially clear the path um, with uh, any security, neutralize any obvious threats and to neutralize Helix, which I did successfully do in order to allow for the rest of the mission to be carried out. Helix has been a thorn in the services side for a long time. So for, for eliminating that threat, uh, I may award you a commendation. Thank you very I much, shall, sir. I shall award you a commendation. Much appreciated. Oh, and a fun fact. Uh, I've yes, got don't a... think you're getting out of the fun fact, Anvil. <sighs> uh, I've got a pet rock called Miranda. Uh, named after anybody, or...? Wouldn't you like to know? Uh, well, on that note, uh, finally, Pigeon. Yes. Uh, my role on the mission was distraction. Um, I was hosting an event in the executive lounge um, in order to remove the majority of the consultancy operatives ah the the deep undercover member of the team yeah that's right um fun fact well i mean it's fun for me uh i've recently been training cats to attack ah recruiting new assets to the service very good well i mean it's more of a personal thing but okay oh well still uh for your role in the mission for for distracting much of the uh the consultancy's uh, personnel with your event on the executive lounge, uh, I am awarding you a commendation. Thank you. Finally, before we we get into the the, the deep debrief, the uh, the blow by blow, I would like to collect from each of you uh, anonymous reports, uh, and this is the point where you can name names. Uh, so each of you is going to give me a report about two of the others on the team. Uh, I will I will assign. I will tell you who who you need to tell me about. Uh, and uh, this is the point where, uh, of course, we, we keep these anonymous and uh, your, your contribution of these facts will not be revealed to the other members of the team in, in the name of team spirit and team cohesion. Uh, but, of course, uh, we want all agents to be able to express their uh, opinions of each other's conduct uh, fully and frankly to the service. Uh, hence, this, uh, uh, if you can submit these via the anonymous encrypted whistleblowing platform. Thank you, agents. I've now received all of your anonymous reports. There is now a short coffee break uh, while I collate all of these notes uh, in order to do the blow-by-blow debrief. I will be distracted during this period, so you should on no account use this time 
to uh, collude, scheme, or plan betrayals among yourselves. Is that understood? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Completely. All right, lovies. It's me, Matt, your compere, patrolling in the interval to make sure no one's leaking crucial plot intel to the reddits. If you're enjoying this episode so far, I highly recommend you head to jeffstormer.com to find more games by Jeff Stormer. Games like the recent Anyone Can Wear the Mask, a game about a superhero, their nemesis, and the city they share. Or When You're Here, Your Family, the official, unofficial, live-action RPG of the Olive Garden chain of restaurants. Normally, next week would be a backstage episode, where we'd pull back the curtain on some of the non-story bits of the game, like character creation. But Mission Accomplished doesn't take a lot of setup. you've pretty much heard it all in this episode already, so there isn't really any backstage stuff to share for this production. So there won't be an episode next week, but then we'll pick up the story again as normal the week after, on the 18th of May. There will be a backstage episode the week after that, because no matter the game, you can always do a post-show discussion. Just before I go unfreeze the players for the next part of this scene, I want to draw your attention to your programme, where you'll find a glossy full-page ad for our friends at Sabotage the DM. This month is Sabotage the DM's one-year anniversary, and from the 17th of May, they're running seven straight days of streams on their Twitch channel, including one-shots, guest spots, and more. You can also catch their campaign of the Dungeons & Dragons adventure Dragon Heist every Monday on Twitch at 7pm UTC plus one. And if you do, you, the audience, can influence their adventure, spending points to turn hits into misses, rescues into double crosses, and daring escapes into tragic deaths. Or vice versa if you're feeling generous. Search Twitch for Sabotage the DM, or follow the link in the program notes for this episode. After that, it's time to take your seats once again in the studio for Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall, Act 1 of 2. Hello everyone and welcome to the Waterdeep Mall Rats Dragon Heist podcast. And as she's like crossing over, she's like pulling out an empty jar, just like, yes, I want you. (laughs) I want to study you so hard. This audio is taken directly from our live stream, which you can see on twitch.tv forward slash sabotage the DM on Mondays at 7pm in the UK or 11am Pacific Standard Time. You know what we used to do when we were fighting and we were scared? We used to smoke. Here you go. Out of that taste. Our adventure will be played by a cast of immersive actors. Dan Berman, Pups the Goblin Monk. Gabrielle McPherson, Oshie Sota, the Yuanti Pureblood Rogue. Rob Thompson, Big Fatch, the Warforged Barbarian. And Evie James, Baggy, the Half-Orc Artificer. She's going to try and steal it all off the table as much as she can get. And then run, okay? Towards Shit Street. Ready? Oh, she's pissed. We will join our adventurers as they move from their homes on Black Star Lane in the Dock Ward and attempt to climb into the higher echelons of Waterdeep society to join what is known as the Great Game or the Neverember Enigma in search of hundreds of thousands of stolen gold coins hidden somewhere in the city. Oh, I don't know. Why, what is it with pups and shit, man? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, agents. Thank you all for your anonymously submitted mission reports. I trust the uh, the co- tea and coffee making facilities in your various safe houses are satisfactory. No. Yes, I uh, suspected they might not be for you, Pigeon. Your exacting tastes are on a matter of record at this point. Now uh, we come to the uh, the meat of the meeting, as it were, uh, the blow by blow debrief of the mission, codenamed Ghost Recall. If we could start uh, with the, the the pre-mission preparation, exactly how did the flaws and uh, incorrect details in the schematics of 
the consultancy's hovercraft fortress, the Basilisk, uh, affect the mission? And who discovered them first? I think I, I must have discovered the flaws first when I was starting my infiltration and realized that uh, some of the uh, air ducts and various kind of crawl spaces I planned to utilize uh, were not in fact there. Uh, or looked to be going in different directions, and I, I, you know, I really had to think on my feet. Uh, and it's good that you had your roller skates on in preparation. It, <laughs> yes, I've found uh, they are particularly helpful. To, you know, if you need an extra burst of uh, speed, and also, of course, uh, with the vulcanized rubber wheels on them, so generously uh, provided by the service, um, silent as well. It's almost like you're ice skating, right? It, it really cuts down on those like heavy, uh, booted, uh, clumps around the metal interior of, uh, now tank top. I'm, I'm checking my records and I don't see any mention of, uh, vulcanized rubber, uh, roller skates in the, the standard issue mission survival kit. Uh, did you requisition those specifically? Um, uh, uh, well, actually, this this was something that uh, you know I, I, I took a little bit of um, of me time after um, the original mosaic uh, mission, and I, I, I spent some time uh, really thinking about how one could uh, improve the missions that, that we do here. So this was uh, something that I created um, between coming back. This so this was uh, my expense. Uh, and uh, something that um, I have actually been meaning to go and talk to the, the quartermasters about uh, implementing for the entirety of the service because it has really helped me uh, a lot. So I, I've got a lot of good data from this mission that I will be able to take back, and I, I really think this was proof of their effectiveness in the field. Well, that, that bringing your own uh, equipment does show admirable fiscal responsibility. So that's a commendation for you, Tank Top. Oh, thank you, Cassandra. Uh, but You're back right. to the, the matter at hand, the, uh, the schematics. So Tank Top discovered that the schematics were incorrect. Who, who was responsible for sourcing them in the first place? Don't all shout at once. Well, I mean... <sighs> It's it's a mixture of things, isn't it? Because I obviously was there already in deep cover and we at that point hadn't been able to obtain any schematics at all. And whilst I was in deep cover, I did manage to obtain the copy that we were using by, well, by breaking into an office. And there was no way for me to know that they weren't accurate. They were maybe a, an old copy or something. Yeah, unless they knew we were coming. Oh, yes. Now, I believe in the, 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 uh, an earlier section of this meeting, uh, Anvil, you did allude to the fact that this may have been enemy action. Well, it just stood to reason to me that if um, Pigeon had secured the schematics from an office, there would be no reason for them to be so fundamentally incorrect unless someone had planted fake schematics for her to find. And that no one would do that unless they thought that there was a chance that they were being infiltrated. That confidence in your uh, teammate shows great team spirit, Anvil. That's a commendation for you. So there may have been uh, enemy awareness of our infiltration uh, from an early stage. We, we shall potentially get to that, to the bottom of it. So Pigeon was already in position. Tank Top uh, was uh, infiltrating via the vents. How did we get from that point, Tank Top, to the point where uh, you helped out Pigeon out of a tight spot by drawing attention to yourself at the consultancy karaoke night by singing Living on a Prayer very loudly? Well, uh, as, uh, as you know, Cassette, uh, sometimes the best way to conceal yourself is uh, just in full view of, of everybody. Sometimes you can be so bold and so present that uh, people just won't, you know, don't even think twice about whether you should be there. Um, Pigeon, of course, had uh, had set up this uh, this karaoke competition. I was uh, at the time it was going on, crawling through one of the uh, vents above the uh, the, the event, uh, and I spied that perhaps somebody may have uh, may have clocked Pigeon, or I don't know. You know, you you get after years of this, you get a sense, don't you? You get a sense of when somebody may 
may be uh, thinking a little, looking at you a bit too hard, thinking a little well, bit well, too perhaps, much. Perhaps Pigeon can supply details of uh, exactly what sort of spot she was in at the time. Well, I mean, as Tank Top says, there was a situation in which it felt as though um, my cover was about to be blown because uh, one of the consultancy operatives that I was uh, in that in that room with has actually appeared on a, a mission with us previously. And whilst he was somewhat indisposed during that mission, um, he recognised my perfume. Wearing the same perfume two missions in a row, uh, were, you, were you in the same cover uh, or should this have been a, a different persona that you were wearing? Well, unfortunately, um, due to the recent budget cuts, I've not been able to acquire enough different perfumes to be able to sustain a, uh, a well-rounded set of different identities down to the different scent. So if maybe that could be raised at executive level, that would be very helpful. Ah, it is good to know these things, and that does show admirable fiscal responsibility. That's a commendation for you, Pigeon. Many thanks. Uh, so uh, you had potentially been made by a, a, an enemy agent who uh, potentially already knew you. Tank Top was in the vents, noticed this mm. happening. Uh, what happened then? Well, um, as you, um, I'm sure, uh, know from uh, reading all the, the original briefing notes, is that uh, flair is a big thing at these karaoke events. Um, the, the various grunts of the basilisk do like to put on a good show and to witness a good show. Uh, the uh, Living on a Prayer had started. I was above the, the microphone in the vent at the time. Uh, I waited for the precise point to make the most dramatic and impactful of uh, entrances. And just as it went, whoa, we're halfway there, I tumbled from the vent, a uh, perfect three-point landing, stood up straight into, whoa, living on a prayer. And uh, you know, I, I, so sometimes you've got to, to big yourself up, haven't you? Because who else is going to do it? I, I, brought, I brought the house down. All eyes were on me. Um, it's not a, a situation I'm usually comfortable in, in that spotlight, particularly uh, singing. So I, I really felt like um, I stepped up uh, and owned that opportunity to improve myself and to improve my uh, tradescraft. Uh, made sure that Pigeon was, of course, uh, able to extract herself from the situation, completed the song, took the thanks, uh, and then uh, sneaked out uh, of the, the back door and, and continued uh, on, on, on the mission. And were you, were you, did, did you have a, a skin and a, an identity and undercover persona active at the time or, or did you simply plunge out of the vents in your tactical gear? Well, th- thankfully, um, the tactical gear that we were is very similar to the, uh, the tactical gear of the consultancy. Uh, and um, again, flair and uh, costumes are something that is is very much used. So any slight differences, uh, you know, I picked up a, a feather boa, popped on a, a hat, uh, and and really, they 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 were most more impressed with the performance. It was all about the show, you know. Given the old razzle dazzle, they're they're not looking at the exact stitching uh, on your uh, on your trousers, you know. Well, it, it certainly sounds like you stepped outside of your comfort zone, tank top. So uh, that is worth a commendation for personal development. However, uh, your rendition of the song in question was captured by your uh, your body camera. And uh, the service has been hit with a number of uh, copyright strikes uh, uh, and fines for uh, infringing, recording, pirating uh, the track, which does not show good fiscal responsibility. So I'm afraid I must issue you also a citation. Fair enough. But I, I, I would like just for, for the record to know that it is, of course, policy to keep your body cam on at all times. And I've kind of weighed it up and I thought the, uh, the infraction of turning off my body cam and, and perhaps uh, reducing the amount of information that you had was kind of outweighed the, the uh, copyright infringements. But I completely accept that. Um, uh, I still think it was the right call, but I, I will accept that. Working within service protocol does show good respect for authority. So that's a commendation for you. Uh, Pigeon, does uh, that account square with your version of events? Yeah, I'd just like it noted on the record that one of the main reasons that the costume worked so well is that his rollerblades are sparkly. So the effect was pretty spectacular. And uh, he made good use of the confetti cannons available on stage. Well, that shows great forethought. That's another commendation for you, Tank Top. Really, I mean, I have to share my entire success here with Pigeon. Like, This is really when teams that have worked together over a long period of time really show uh, show their strengths. You understand what people might need. It's, it's all about foresight, 
and anticipating the needs of your uh, of, of your fellow agents. Um, well, the, the two of you do seem to have worked very well together, and you're you're both full of praise for each other. So take a commendation each for team spirit. Uh, just before we move on to the next key event in the mission, I'd just like to get an idea of uh, where were Anvil and Banks uh, at this point. While uh, Tank Top was doing his Living on a Prayer rendition, I was neutralizing the skeleton security crew who were still on base and were not at the event so that we would have access to all of the relevant areas that we needed to get to. I also want it noted on the record that this was also an opportunity for me to get into the office where they kept the schematics to try to locate a more accurate version of the layout of the basilisk. Ah, yes. We must have the right resources for the right mission. That shows commitment to excellence. Take a commendation, Anvil. Uh, and Banks, uh, your whereabouts at this point? Oh, um, I think I was at our mission control, checking that um, all of our comms were still available and just having us as ready as I could for when we would, when we would need to leave. Uh, very good. Uh, uh, taking care of your teammates, great team spirits, take a commendation. Thank you. So uh, the next key event, of course, uh, Tank Top's distraction at the karaoke night, the, uh, the consultancy's infamous karaoke night, did allow Pigeon to get away and to con uh, the vital access codes out of uh, codename Pheasant, the, uh, the technician on the quantum supercomputer deck of the Hovercraft Fortress Basilisk. Pigeon, can you talk us through that event? Well, the thing you need to know about peasant, pheasant, whatever. You should really, you, you should really be more familiar with the mission dossier, Pigeon. It's, it's a fun nickname I had going in my head. And um, luckily, obviously, I didn't ever refer to them that way. So this is Victor. And it, he's one of those sort of shy slightly awkward, technically talented, but not great with people, people. Uh, So I was able to quite easily intimidate him into trying to impress me any way he could. And, um, and I just, I talked him into providing the coats. Hmm, That that does sound like you, you skirted towards uh, fraternization there, which is, uh, not part of the mission protocol for this well, particular operation. There's a clear line to be drawn between actually fraternizing and allowing your target to think that you might be willing to fraternize. And that, that can be key with um, luring them into uh, a comfortable space where they feel like they can share information with you. And as you know from previous missions, I'm very good at treading that line. Ah, 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 ah. it's something you've developed over, over many missions. It's quite a, quite a skill, yes. I'm well known for being able to talk my way into and out of situations. Uh, very good. And it sounds like you used those skills to great effect. Uh, take a commendation. That's good personal development. Thank you. On the subject of uh, skirting the lines of fraternization, who, who, can, who can explain to me exactly what happened with a hungry, codename Helix's pet cybernetically enhanced attack hippopotamus? It was noted earlier in the meeting that uh, there was some form of inappropriate conduct there, but uh, who can who can tell me exactly what happened? I think only Tank Top can really explain himself. Uh, yes, yes, uh, you're quite right, Banks. We must all, uh, yes, uh, explain ourselves uh, in this matter. Well, uh, as you know, Hungary... Yeah, is a hippo. Um, hippos are the most dangerous creature on the planet. 2,000 people are killed a year by hippos, um, which is uh, what I learned, one of the many things I learned in my research before uh, this mission. Hungary seemed like uh, they were going to be uh, a significant threat. And uh, unfortunately, during my um, my infiltration, um, Hungary got my scent. One thing that uh, you may not be aware of, uh, hungry, hungry hippos uh, have an incredible sense of smell, enhanced, of course, by the cybernetic capabilities of this particular hippo. Uh, and it, 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 it got my scent. They were also incredibly fast on land, up to 30 miles an hour at a sprint, uh, and even on my vulcanized rubber um, roller blades, 
felt that either I was going to lead this huge and dangerous beast on a, a merry chase, potentially blowing my cover and those of my colleagues, or I could uh, implement other things that I have learned, uh, which is how to subdue a hungry, hungry hippo. Is that what we're calling it now? Yes, yes, that is that is what it it said on uh, how to on, on WikiHow. So, have you been googling again? Because you shouldn't be doing that on mission. Not on mission. Not on mission. This was pre this was pre mission, and I stayed off company equipment uh, this time. This was very much on my 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 own phone. Don't try and throw your colleagues under the bus, pigeon. That's a citation under team spirit. Oh. So uh, I, I discovered that uh, a great way to do the thing is is first you've you've got to look them in the eye. Uh, and as they approach, uh, you go, which I did, and and, and they will follow well, your like hands. A, like a ghost? Yeah, ooh. well, no, like ooh. a person, like someone subduing a hippopotamus. Right. So you subdue, whoa, and then you move very close, slowly, always keeping eye contact. Eye contact is key. You rotate your hands thus uh, to show open palms. Tank top, slightly. tank top, I'm going to need you to wrap up this story in the next 30 seconds or I'm giving you a citation under uh, efficiency. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm just like getting to the... You, ha- you then have to, to approach them slowly and you just tickle them. Uh, tickle them under the chin. Uh, uh, you start at the chin and then you just kind of go lower and lower towards the small back and then they, they roll over and then you can just tickle the small... Now, some people may see that and see that as fraternization. I, I do, however, wonder whether the, uh, the rules uh, of fraternization apply to uh, animals being subdued or actual people uh, in which we may find ourselves in romantic entanglements. And, I, you know, I took a, a call that it probably doesn't apply to, to animals we're trying to subdue, uh, and uh, better a subdued hippo than a rampaging one. Well, I can't say fairer than that. This has been Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall, a studio production from Merely Roleplayers. It stars Ellie Pitkin as Agent Pigeon, Helen Stratton as Agent Banks, Strat as Agent Tanktop, and Vicky as Agent Anvil. Our theme music is a collaboration between Alexander Pankhurst and me, Matt Boothman. I also play Agent Cassette, as well as editing and producing the episode. We were playing Mission Accomplished, the role-playing game of super spies and office meetings created by Jeff Stormer. You can find Mission Accomplished and many other fine games at jeffstormer.com. Merely Role Players is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on. Can the whistleblowing platform be called Toot?